Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. I am Kate Spencer. And we are not experts. We are just two friends and like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, share your comments and thoughts, and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we are not experts. We are just little podcast hosts, and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Well, we're kicking it off with a voicemail today, Dory. I love kicking it off with a voicemail. It's from some of our fellow Angelinos. Okay, let's hear it. Hi, Kate and Dory. Um, It's Tess here in LA, and I'm here with Rachel. Jackie. Emily. And we are Forever 35 fans. We're part of the LA group on Facebook. And we're all just calling on this beautiful Saturday night to say hello and thank you 
to Forever 35 for uniting us. Um, I had tickets to see the Sarah Bareilles concert here in L.A. at the Hollywood Bowl, and I was so excited to go with my sisters and cousin, um, who were going to fly across the country to join me at this show. And we got wonderful news that they're all expecting babies, so they canceled. And I was left with three tickets and a Saturday night without anybody to go with. And I'm so grateful to the Forever 35 Facebook group for bringing us together because through that group, I got to go to this concert with three other wonderful Forever 35 ladies. And we had a wonderful time. The show was amazing. And so thank you both for creating this community that brought us all together. We had an awesome time. Yay! That's so sweet. I love that. Oh. I love that that's just happening in our own city. I know. That is crazy. I know. I hope you had a great time at the concert. I yeah. wonder if it was the first time they all met. I think the LA group has done meetups. They have done meetups, which we have not been able to attend, but we will would love to be there sometime. Yeah. Um, but what a cool get together. Yeah. You know, maybe Sarah Bareilles listens to the podcast. Maybe. I love Sarah Bareilles. I do too. Yeah. Have you seen Waitress? I have not. I haven't either, but I would like to. Well, we solved that, as yes. I like to say. <laughs> so thank you to those listeners. Uh, we love hearing you cheering in the background. Yeah. Um, we received an email in response to a past episode with some advice. They wrote, just listen to mini episode 82, where the listener had an ex-friend move to town. Slight backstory. I moved away from my very small hometown at the age of 18 for college. Every time I go back, I feel like I'm constantly looking around at the grocery store, gas station, driving down the street, etc. for people I haven't seen in 12 years because I fear running into them. I do not want this for your listener. I don't want her to feel like every time she leaves the house, she may encounter this woman. Rip off the Band-Aid. Perhaps the listener could email the ex-friend. Emailing this friend might be rough considering their email history, but I feel like it could be better than feeling like someday she'll run into her. Get it over with. A short email with, hey, heard you moved to town. Hope you like it here. The gas station on Main Street has crappy coffee. I'd avoid it. Get the awkward intro out of the way and don't give the mean ex-friend any more brain space. It's not worth it. What a great and mature response. I thought this was a really good suggestion. Yeah, I did too. The old nip it in the bud. Mm -hmm. And be the first out of the gate. First out of the gate. Because then you know you've done it. Yep. If you run into them, you've already said your piece. Totally. It's and if they don't respond, fine. Who cares? Yes. I would be curious as to how this listener, the the listener from the original email, I believe it was an email how they it. how they end up handling yeah, it. Yeah, I would love to hear hear more because I actually thought this was a really smart way of doing things. I agree, Kate. Now would I have the courage? Hard to say. I don't know. I also think that no matter what, they should say the gas station on Main Street has crappy coffee, even if there's no gas station on Main Street. Yeah. Or Main Street. Or coffee at a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely put that definitely in. Put that Just in. to mess with that person. <laughs> um so uh, thanks, listener. Great advice. Gosh, also, don't you know that feeling of like being somewhere and the whole time you're like, please don't let this one person show up. Oh, and inevitably the person you don't want to see is the person you end up running into. Always. Inevitably. I do appreciate when like you both pretend you haven't seen each other. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's kind of the best. You've done that? Of course. Yes. For like you pretend you don't see someone and you're like, I know they also saw me. 
I had this on the subway with one of my best friend's ex-boyfriends. Oh, God. Where it's like, we both saw each other and we were both like, nope. Yeah. And it was great. It was like, we just don't, why bother? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Do you want to read this email? I would love to. I really like this email. All right. I'm 21 years old and I will be graduating college in May of next year. I recently listened to an episode where you gave advice to the mother who was having a hard time with sending her child to college. I'm looking for some advice on the opposite end of that perspective. Being the, quote, child that went off to college, albeit only about an hour away from my hometown, I'm still struggling with missing my parents and homesickness. Additionally, I know my parents would articulate similar emotions as the caller, and I feel guilty for putting them through this. This has been at the forefront of my decision about where to attend graduate school, and I find myself in a constant struggle of balancing my ambition and wanting to get and want to get into a good program with my want to remain close to my family. For context, I'm an only child with an extremely small family, so my parents and I rely on each other heavily. I often feel guilty for wanting to leave home because I feel like I'm the only person they have to take care of them. At the same time, I feel like I'm really coming into myself, many thanks to this pod, and I'm not sure if all of my life choices will align with my parents. I'm afraid it will be hard to live my life in the way that I want to if I live at home for graduate school or even stay really close by. My biggest fear, however, is regretting someday that I did not spend time with them or cherish them enough. Did y'all struggle with these same emotions when moving away from home and transitioning into adulthood? Do you have any advice about how to reconcile these competing feelings? Ooh, no! You are sound like such a great uh, child what to a your sweet parents. Human, yeah, and it sounds like your relationship with your parents is really special. Ooh, I don't know in terms of advice. I mean, well, the first question: Did you struggle with these same emotions when moving away and transitioning to adulthood? You know, I am very close with my parents, and. I don't know if I struggled being away from them, but we were very, very, very close. And I'm still very close with my dad. And it is hard. And I sometimes still even feel sad now. Like I always, when we visit in the summer and we leave and we live across country from my family, I cry every time. Like I wish we, I do wish we were physically closer. There is nothing quite the same as being in actual physical proximity to your family when your family is you know, of people you want to be around, you yeah. know, and which is in your case, your situation. So I would just first just validate what you're feeling as being totally normal and okay and valid as a part of your decision making. Totally. Have you ever felt, did you feel this way when moving away from home? No, I was like, you know, I think because I was sort of a sullen teen, as I like to say, I was like, get me out of here smell you later you know wow i mean i didn't really say smell you later but i was like i was like you know bursting at the seams to like be my own person um and i feel like it's only been lately when i moved across the country that i've been like oh i'm far away because i was always within driving distance of my parents Mm. even when i lived The farthest away I ever lived was when I lived in Philadelphia, which was like a six-hour drive to Boston. Totally doable. Yeah. Um, And not being within driving distance has been harder. Um, I'm also very close with my siblings, especially my sister. And we've never lived in the same city as adults. And that's harder. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we talk every day. And... 
yeah, you just kind of find ways to to stay connected and stay in touch. But I agree, there is nothing like physical proximity. I mean, especially now that I've had a kid, like I see, I've I have a good friend who had a baby right around the same time I did, and she lives in the same city as her two siblings and her parents, and like almost every day she's posting pictures. Yeah, it's of totally different. The kid with her brothers or with her parents and you know and it's just like they spend so much time together and my son won't have that um and that does make me sad sometimes yeah um so listener to answer your question i did not have these same feelings when i was your age um but i think they have come in time i mean and also i'm not an only child right me neither i'm the oldest of three um uh, you know, my my instinct in times like these is to is to I I would say go to the best graduate program you can because that's really you know going to set you up for for life um, and see your parents as much as you can. You know, go home on breaks, have them come visit you. You can Facetime them every day. And then maybe after you're done with graduate school, maybe you could move closer to them. Yeah. I also think, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what you're in graduate school for, but your career and passion in life is valuable in the same way that your relationship to your parents is valuable. And, you know, if life goes the way we hope it goes, that's going to be with you after your parents are not. And mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be morbid, but we all know how life goes. Yeah. And the way, the way it's all going to mm -hmm. end. And I'm sure your parents also want that for you. They want yeah. you to be out in the world pursuing the things that interest you and that drive you. Um, and I think once you have that under your belt, like Dory said, you can find a way to possibly be closer to them. Or it might afford you, again, I don't know what you're going to graduate school for. And I know this is not always the case, but it may be a situation where it affords you um, career opportunities that allow you to make a good paycheck that will allow you to be with your family more or allow yeah. to take care of them when they're older. So yeah. I think there is value. I think you can, I think you pursuing your education still is a, is a way of showing your love for your family. I agree. Just with maybe that. not by living next door to them. And I also say, you know, nothing is permanent and things change. And if you, if you do something and change your mind, you can switch it up. Totally. Yeah. But you sound like a great kid and it's really special to have a close relationship to your yeah. parents like that. So cherish it, which yeah. it sounds like you're doing. And thanks for listening to the pod. I'm glad it's been helpful. Yeah. Hello to all the 21 year olds yeah. out there. We, we see you. Appreciate you. you and we yeah. see you and geez, it's hard being 21. Yeah. It's not an easy time. No. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. 
this is what's so great about Quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling superpower short. The Superpower Short Smooth Shapes and Lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk 
to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Okay. Dory. So, turns out, I mean, we have listeners who are nurses. It it is meant the world to me as the person who tends to do the perusing of the voicemails because mm-hmm. it, it's all connected to my Google account. Boring story. But seeing the amount of emails and voicemails roll in from people in the nursing world, the medical world, people who have been impacted by nurses yeah. has blown our collective minds. Like it is truly there. If there's not a forever 35 nursing group, someone's got to make one. Yeah. Get on that. Although, you know, nurses don't have a lot of time. No, you're busy. We should get on that. We should. I mean, I just want to say we could do an hour long episode minimum with the amount of emails and voicemails we receive. Oh, totally. About just self-care for nurses. Yes. So, hey, maybe we need to have a nurse on the pod. Mm. Nurse guest. Anyone want to come on? Nurse guest. I like it. I mean, it. we know you're out there. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get on that in 2020. But until then, we wanted to share some of the feedback we received from nurses for a fellow nurse who wrote in asking about how to take care of themselves as they pursue a career in a very stressful, challenging, burnout-filled industry. So um, I'm sorry we cannot play all your voicemails and share all your emails, but they were all amazing. Here's one. 
Hey guys, this is Meredith. I'm a newer listener to Forever 35, and I couldn't help but call in when I heard the question from a nurse listener wondering about self-care for nurses. I am a nurse. I'm about four years in, and I actually had my manager tell me once recently that I'm really great at self-care, and I didn't even know if it was a compliment or, you know, an insult because nurses are so bad at self-care. Um, but I wanted to give a couple tips of my own because I do have a really good work-life balance as a nurse, and I have learned a few tricks. So my first one is um, really define your work time and your not work time as separate. Um, so for me, I work my hardest when I'm at work in the hospital. I work on an acute care unit with really intense patients, and I do my best when I'm there. And when I leave, I come home, and I might talk about it a little bit to my husband, but then I just try to shut off, and I really enjoy my free time. I work three 12-hour shifts. I have four days off a week, and I really try to enjoy those um, days off doing everything that I love to do for me, which is exercising and cooking and spending time outdoors and being lazy and, yeah, just doing whatever I enjoy on my time off. Um, another thing I do is I get massages, and a lot of people might recommend this to nurses, but really do it. Find a massage therapist you really like, and um, some of the best money you could spend would be to um, set up a bunch of future appointments for yourself. I like to go, like, once every three weeks to once a month, and a lot of massage therapists will do something where they have a sliding scale if it's too expensive, or they'll offer you a deal to buy multiple sessions in bulk, but... It is so relaxing, and it feels so good to your stressed-out nurse body, and it is so worth your time that I highly recommend getting massages. Um, good luck to you, new nurse. It's hard, but it's so worth it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Mm. What great advice. Great advice. Yeah. An email, Dory. We've got a bunch of emails. I, I excerpt, excerpt them. Yeah. Should we switch off reading them? Yeah. Okay. I've been a nurse for five years, long enough to feel like some of the newness has worn off, but not long enough to forget what it was like to be new. My first job was in an emergency department. I have a few tips for taking care of yourself as a nurse, specifically while you're at work. I kept my locker stocked with chapstick, hand lotion, tea bags, snacks, and my charged Kindle. I always appreciated having something to look forward to on my break. Charged Kindle. Charged Kindle. Smart. Great tip. Yep. All right. This listener says, first and foremost, listener, give yourself a lot of grace. Even if you are an excellent nursing student, the transition to independent practice is hard, especially if you're in an, in a specialty care area. Don't be afraid to say when you don't know something and ask all the questions. It will make you feel better and let your colleagues see that you know your limits. Take any opportunity to attend classes or educational offerings. They enhance your practice so much. Find yourself a mentor, formal or informal. A lot of hospitals have mentorship programs for new employees, but anyone you trust and like talking to will work. As for self-care, I recommend getting plenty of sleep, especially if you're working rotating or night shifts, including blackout curtains or an eye mask if you're trying to sleep during the day. Exercise also really helps with sleep and energy levels. I recognize that it's the last thing you want to do after several 12-hour shifts in a row. Also recommend comfortable shoes and compression socks. Also, especially in the first year, resist the urge to pick up too much overtime. Having time to yourself is so key to filling your own tank. And if you're working too much, it's hard to see that you're exhausted or burnt out. Great tips. Again, should we just get compression socks ourselves? I mean... (laughs) 
I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. There's a lot of this like Dory and I are definitely not nurses, no. but I am learning a lot here. I'm learning a ton. All right. Next email. My name is Sarah, and I just wanted to reach out to the new RN who asked about tips to take care of herself. I've been a NICU RN for five years in a level four NICU in SoCal. Basically, it means we take care of really sick babies. And I've come to realize that self-care is so important to prevent burnout, especially in the season where it's raining babies left and right. The way you eat is key as well. Fast food is easy, but if you eat well, you'll feel well. I make it a point to make my lunches instead of ordering out. You need to fuel your body for long shifts where sometimes you'll never get to sit. The last thing you need is to feel shitty because of something you ate. Fuel your body with good food, lots of water, and exercise. You'll be able to avoid relying on energy drinks and massive cups of coffee to get through. And I love this last tip. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have boundaries. There will be times you'll want to work extra shifts to treat yourself. Management will notice and may start hounding you to come in extra or stay for a double. It's your responsibility to show up to your work days, but it's their responsibility to staff the unit. Do not ever let them make you feel guilty for not working extra. Nursing is a physically, emotionally, and spiritually draining job. We go the extra mile for our patients, and we cannot do that if we are not at our best. Again great tips for nurses and just good general life tips. Yes. Nurses, we love you. We do love you. And we received so many tips. A few other people said therapy, mm-hmm. saying no, mm-hmm. which is boundary Boundaries. setting, venting with other nurses. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot of decompressing that might need to go on. Yeah. In addition to compressing your your, your, legs. your legs with socks. Yeah. <laughs> you also need to decompress. And I bet having like comfortable shoes also so the shoes i'm wearing my hoka one sneakers are apparently hot in the medical world oh really yeah look at you i would love to know what shoes are lighting up the feet in the nursing world yeah dance go clogs maybe a crock Ooh, a crock or two a (laughs) crock you know a crock or two (laughs) i mean i love a dance go uh, these sneakers, the sneakers that I'm wearing right now, though, like, look how thick. Did you the, hear what you just said? That I love a dance go. I love a dance go. <laughs> but I do. You know, I'm a clog. I bitch. know. I love clogs. <laughs> I do, too. And dance goes are particularly comfortable. Mm. That was an activity I did. And like, anytime I'm, I've been in the hospital and been coherent, I always like to look at the shoes. Smart. I'm a shoe checker outer, though. Yeah. Check it. I mean, I can still remember a woman who gave me a blood patch. I can remember what shoes she was wearing. Wow. Black dance go clogs. Yeah. You know, I'm weird. <laughs> you have your thing. I do. My thing is looking at your shoes. So yep. if you meet me, know that I will remember what shoes you are wearing. <laughs> All right. Let's take another break. Okay. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. 
And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Okay. We have returned. Time to transition. Yeah. Here's an email. I'm hoping to get your opinions on how to respond to belittling comments at work. I'm a manager in a healthcare nonprofit. My boss will sometimes make comments to me during group meetings that feel condescending. Excuse me. This would be frustrating enough on its own, but these meetings usually include my direct reports. Do you have any suggestions for how to respond in the moment? If things continue in this direction, I will have a private conversation with my boss, but I want to find a response that allows me to set a boundary with him in front of my reports without giving his comment too much weight. For context, my boss says in so many words that I'm a pushover who needs to be more aggressive when dealing with people. I find this attitude dismissive and insulting, and it makes me wonder if he would say the same thing to a man. I usually respond in a neutral tone, but the last time this happened, I let some of my irritation show. While it felt good to let him see I was annoyed, I'd rather keep my cool and demonstrate that we don't need to be aggressive to be taken seriously. I mean, F your boss, number one. Yeah, what a jerk. You know, maybe we do need to be aggressive to be taken seriously? I mean, I think it's okay to let your irritation show. I agree. I agree. And I think that with someone like this, unfortunately, keeping your cool isn't going to have an effect on him because he sees you as a pushover. And he is announcing and it. And he's announcing it, which is such a it's jerky thing Disgusting to and disrespectful. Yeah. Um, I mean, big picture, I guess my suggestion is find a new job. Um, but that is probably not practical in the near future. Um, question for the listener. Do you have an HR department? Because I think I would go directly to HR with this. I know that is, that is way easier said than done in some situations, but do you think it's an HR issue? I think I would, um, discuss it with the boss first before I went to HR. I think going to HR without 
discussing it with someone like this could lead to some volatility. So do you think that this person should go have the conversation with their boss or wait for another incident like this? To I happen? would have the conversation. I think I, I would. I too. think it's necessary to have the conversation and just like lay out some boundaries. So how would we do this? You set up the meeting with your boss. You go in, let's say they're in a, an office and you're like, okay, we understand. We say this boss is a man, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call this boss Derek. He seems okay. like a Derek. Yeah, like a Chad. Oh, definitely a Chad. Let's let's call him Derek Chad. Great. All right, uh, Derek Chad. Um, you know what? I in that last meeting, I noticed that you made these comments, which were this. Maybe have it written down so you can repeat exactly his words to him. Uh, and I just I don't find it appropriate. And if there's something that you want to address about my performance at work, I would love for you to talk directly to me and not do it in front of my team. You're so sensitive. It was just a joke. Oh, geez. Now I'm stumped. Fuck. What do I do? What do I do? So sensitive joke. Um, well, that m- you, you may think that, but this is really important to me. And I would really, uh, appreciate if you could speak to me differently in front of, in, in our meetings. Or if you have a problem with my performance, please let me know. But I don't know. Now I'm stumped. It's not appropriate to bring up, bring this up in front of my reports, like in a, in an open setting. Okay. And then what does Chad Derek say? Derek Chad. Derek Chad. He's like, fine. Okay. And then if he does it again. Then you can go to HR. Then go to HR and say, this isn't, we need help figuring the situation out. You're Derek Chad impression was great i just want to say you really nailed that role thank you (laughs) i just feel like that is always these types of guys response you're being so sensitive you're so sensitive it's gaslighting totally gaslighting (sighs) i'm sorry you're dealing with this listener i am too and it sounds like you are being proactive and that is really awesome and i really admire you totally all right switching gears switching gears here's a voicemail Hey, Kate and Dory, it's Marianne from Brooklyn calling again. Um, don't know why this just popped into my head, probably because I'm doing laundry and I left you that voicemail about how watching the clothes soothes me. Um, but I have a little seasonal depression hack for anyone who um, suffers from that, or I guess like any time depression hack, um, when I feel like everything is just too much and I don't have the energy to like fully take care of myself instead of doing a big wash of all of my bedding. I just wash my pillowcases so that at least my face is getting, you know, clean sheets and it's a much smaller load. I can just throw it in with my work clothes or whatever. Um, and I find that it, it helps. So yeah, if anyone else has seasonal depression hacks i'd love to hear it um thank you so much bye thank you marianne from brooklyn great hack that's a good one i haven't thought about that Mm -hmm. one this is a great time and i think we could take this to a larger episode platform but seasonal depression is real af uh, especially to our friends in very cold weather places or places that stay dark most of the day it's really tough. It's really tough. And I I don't want to take anything away from how tough it is to live in a cold climate. But I, I do want to say, like, 
also be kind to yourself if you live in a warm climate because it does get dark very early here. And it is colder here. And it is colder. I know that sounds silly to people who may not live here. But I just want to say, like, you can still get seasonal depression even if you live in a place like Los Angeles. Yeah. So I just, I feel like just for people to be aware of that. Yes. And I would love to open this conversation up to our listeners and hear how, what, you know, what hacks, I mean, it doesn't even necessarily need to be a hack. What do you you use? How do you cope? And how do you care for yourself? Mm -hmm. I have friends who use those lamps. Those lamps, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think warm, you know, I kind of do warm baths, warming food. There's a lot of warming Mm, that goes on, but yeah, but I would love to hear from y'all out there. Give us your tips, your tricks. Yeah. Your tips and tricks. Thank you, Derek Chad. <laughs> Derek Chad Shafrir? Der- no. No. How dare never. you? I'm sorry. All right. We have one last voicemail that I think is going in the Forever 35 Hall of Fame. Definitely. Okay. Let's play it and then we can share our thoughts. Okay. Hi. Uh, Long time listener of the podcast. I love it very much. Um, a very embarrassing thing happened to me a couple days ago, and I just can't get it out of my mind to share this with the podcast. So here goes public embarrassment time. Um, a while, uh, a couple days ago, it was my husband's birthday, and we did a <laughs> a special thing you do for husbands on their birthday. I think she means blowjob. And um, okay. after a while. Uh, we were, we were having a lot of fun and we heard a weird noise coming from the living room. <laughs> oh no. Uh, the noise was, uh, eerily similar to noises we were making. Um, turns out my parrot learned a new trick. He's very good at mimicking things like car alarms and doorbells and now he can mimic Sounds human make humans make when they're in the middle of a good time, and that made us both burst into laughter and a little bit ruined the evening. <laughs> and now my husband's mad at the bird. <laughs> so I just figured I'd share that. Just um, another reason amongst many I could tell you to probably not get a parrot, but <laughs> yeah. So. There we go. Um, have fun with that or don't. I just wanted, it made me giggle, so I wanted to make you guys giggle. Anyway, love the pod dearly. Thanks for everything. Bye. That is just the best. I mean, look, it's always been my dream to have my own version of a YM say anything <laughs> column, which if you never read YM magazine, was it say anything where they had the embarrassing stories? Um, I want to say it happened to me, but that was Jane. That was a no. They were say anything. They were saying yeah. Anything. It was YM say anything. XO Jane. Sorry, did it happen to me? Yes. Um. Yeah. Those were those were often about like getting your period in front of the boy you had a crush on. Always your period in white jean shorts. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. But parrot mimicking sex sounds. That's a new that, one. That's a new one. I've not heard that one before. Has your parrot, I just want to say, never heard you have sex before? I think the parrot has. But this was just a really vocal session? Yeah, or the, or the parrot has been like saving all this up. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
I I just don't even know where to begin with this one. But you know what, listener, I love that your instinct was to call in and share this with us. Totally. Thank you for trusting us with your embarrassing story. Thank you. This really made my day. This was so funny and so perfect. And like, yeah, don't get a parrot. Yeah. Or at least if you get a parrot, don't have them in hearing distance of your bedroom. I mean, maybe they weren't in the bedroom. Oh, good point. Great point. Yeah. Maybe they were doing this right in front of the parrot cage. Like that was the sexy spot. Oh, poor, poor parrot. (laughs) The parrot was like, what is happening? (laughs) But you know what? Hey, great. Sex is great. Pets pets are self-care. Yep. And um, we love your embarrassing stories. We do. Keep them coming. Let's hear them. Let's have our own Forever 35 embarrassing story corner. Okay. Because Lord knows Dory and I have them. We sure do. Once, All right. Once I clogged the toilet at my boyfriend's family's house. Oh, that's another classic. He had to unclog it for me. Oh, awkward. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was right. fine. We broke up. Good. <laughs> he didn't deserve your poop. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Only my husband deserves it. Oh, boy. On that note, Dory, uh, uh, let's say goodbye. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.